0: who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Randy Wilburn, welcome back to Entre Architect Podcast.
1: Mark, how are you, man? It's so good to be back uh, for a second episode. I, I you, you were a man of your word. You promised that you would bring me back for another episode. And so here, here we are. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Well, you and I, we always connect really well. I always feel really connected with you when I I talk, and so uh, I'm sure this will not be the last time that we do this, and so. No, uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. It's
0: always a good time talking with you. Let me just introduce you to people who may not know who you are yet. Speaker, teacher, podcaster, and encourager. Randy Wilburn runs Encourage, Build, Grow, an agency that helps design firms with leadership development, communication, including audio branding and personal development. Randy is the founder of two different podcasts. The Encourage, Build, Grow podcast helps design professionals like us become better leaders, better communicators, and ultimately better people. So now you know how, why Randy and I connect really well. <laughs> um, the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast covers the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in the Ozarks, where Randy resides. He's produced over... Six hundred podcast episodes. I always thought that I have a lot on, in <laughs> in my bank, but six hundred you're 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 almost double what
1: I've done. So impressive, very impressive. It's all it's all good. They're just numbers at the end of the day. Yeah, so. exactly. Just <laughs> right.
0: It's all just a matter of trying to make the world a better place.
1: Yeah, for um, sure, for sure.
0: Randy's also trained over five thousand design professionals in two decades serving our industry. Uh, believes that. What engineers and architects do for a living is one of the essential services to our civilization. Outside of our relationship with one another and the natural environment, that built environment that we are all working toward making better is one of the most important things in our lives. And so, Randy Wilburn, welcome back. Welcome back to this Entree Architect podcast episode. It's going to be a good one.
1: Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here and uh, hello to everybody listening. If you didn't hear the first episode, um, strap in. This should be a good one.
0: Yeah. If you haven't listened <laughs> to the other episode, you can write it down right now. It's episode three hundred seventy five. Uh, and Randy and I talked about relationships and how important they are when you're talking about intentional relationships and really working at that, making that a skill in your life. Uh, it could really lead to great success. So you can go back and listen to episode three seventy five. Uh, talking about mindsets and all the good stuff that we like to talk about here. Um, also, the origin story, Randy's origin story. We're not going to do that again. You already did that back yeah. in episode uh, uh, 375. So if you want to know more about Randy's backstory, <coughs> and it's an inspiring one, so you should definitely go back and listen to that episode. Today I want to talk about the second half, Randy. I want to talk about, um, you know, I, I I just was telling you that, that I had just turned 51 and when i tell people that i'm 51 they say oh are you are you sad are you are you sick of birthdays i'm like no way no way i love being 51 because i really i really feel that the last 50 years the first 50 years of my life has just set me up for the next 50 and that it's all been preparation for what's to come and i'm really really excited about what's to come, and so and I know that you have very similar feelings about that, and so I wanted to jump on here and uh, and talk about that because there's a lot of listeners out there that are that are in our generation that uh, need to hear some of the things that we're going to talk about today
1: yeah, no, you know and I, I thank you for that I really appreciate it I, I really do feel strongly that um, you know the second half can actually be the better half. it's not that 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 in any way shape or form we should grade or judge periods of our lives as being worse than another period. I think it's, it's a, it's a culmination of time that we spend just getting better as individuals, as human beings, right? And let alone as architects or as design professionals. So I think it's important for us to really be thinking about the bigger picture. And it's funny, I was looking on Facebook earlier today because uh, somebody had connected with me and one of my neighbors was celebrating her 40th birthday. And she was like, man, I, I feel like I'm halfway there. And I'm like, I sent her a message and I said, listen, I got you by 11 years. And and I'm, I'm here to tell you that the 10 years between 40 and 50 are amazing because it really sets you up for the second half of life. And it really is true that that is the case. A lot of times we start phoning it in or or, or checking out, if you will, when we hit a certain age uh, in, in midlife, which, which is why we, we have a midlife crisis in a lot of instances. I actually never experienced a midlife crisis. What I have had is a midlife awakening, to the simple fact that things are actually getting better, not getting worse, and that you know there's a lot more. You know, yes, I I am envious of the young Gen Z kids that are coming out of school now that can iterate at a faster clip than I can, that can think faster, that just process information faster. That you know they grew up with these pot with the with the iPhone and the iPad, uh, they're native digitally think digital thinkers. I'm not right. You and I are are both we we, we think uh, in a different way because we were we were those latchkey kid generation. Yeah. We you know we were basically the same age. I, I've got you by six months. But the bottom line is that, you know, we, we just we dealt with things differently. The one skill set that I would say that we have being in, in the point age point that we're in Gen X uh, and those that were like the end of the tail end of the baby boomers is that, you know, we actually have learned how to navigate on both sides of the playing field if you will meaning yeah. that we can we can we can go old school we don't have to be digital we remember what a pencil looks like i picked up one the other night and started writing with it and sketching out some things that were really important to me but we also can 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 play in this digital sandbox that a lot of us are in like you and myself especially when it comes to podcasting and and other new media technologies that are out there but i think it's important uh especially for design professionals i've i've had the pleasure of working around design Design professionals, architects, and engineers since '97, and I've always been amazed. And you said it perfectly that you know what they do is 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 amazing in terms of creating the built environment. And a lot of times, I see these guys that have that have a full body of work really discount what what their impact has been on society and on the communities that they serve. And I'm always here to say, listen, it's it, it shouldn't be that way. So I always marvel and get excited when I run across architects that are in their 70s or eighties that are, it's not that they're hanging on or that they have to be in the office or have to work. They actually enjoy it. And I think the second half of your life should be like that. And I think what I had told you before in the previous podcast was that like my grandfather's example, his life was an example for me that, that you should work until you just don't want to work anymore. It's, it shouldn't be that, you know, we're all looking to that, proverbial age of 65 or 72 or some at some age and point in time where somebody has said this is when you should retire that is not I don't think that that is is the case anymore yeah. and I think with technology with uh the advancement of healthcare uh people are just going to live longer. So if you're listening to this and you're around Mark and Mind's age, you know, there's a lot there's a lot a lot of tread left in that tire if I can use that analogy and you should you really should be thinking about okay, what's next instead of okay, I've done it all because you haven't. Um and I don't think any I mean if if we if we take the attitude that there's still so much more to do, then anything's really possible.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really believe that the, the first half of your life is preparation for the second half. The impact that you can have on the world um, it, it is amazing when you look at the technology we have and the way that we can leverage this technology, and it takes time to build that. It takes time to, to learn it. It takes time to build a network. It takes time to, to understand what your life is all about, right? The first half of your life, you're sort of looking for that, right? You think you know what you wanna do and you're pursuing it, um, but I think right around now, you, everything starts clicking, right? And, and your priorities shift from the things that you think you want, uh, and lots of materialism when you're younger. You're like, I just want a house and I want some cars, and, right. and then somewhere in your 40s, you start realizing that's not what life is about. Life is about giving back to the world and making the world a better place, and we can do that. Um, And those first 50 years are a big part of that preparation to get to that second half. So we can really make the impact that we want to.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt, and and I'm sure if you if you just re- rewound back 25 years, you probably didn't see Gable Media or anything oh, no. that you were doing with Entree Architects. My so. entire <laughs> life is unpredictable. There's so, no way. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I honestly, I don't think that I could see where I am now just 15 years ago, and 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 still, even with the pandemic and all of the challenges that that has presented to the world, much less to each of us individually in our own lives. Um, It's even afforded me an opportunity to consider some some pivots that I hadn't considered before just because of, you know, you kind of you kind of take what what's given to you. Right. You know, if you think about a good running back, a good running back is patient when he comes off the line, because when that quarterback hands him the ball, um, the, the reality is, is that he's waiting for a hole to open up. And sometimes those holes don't open up and materialize where he expects them to. But if he's patient, he'll find a hole and be able to run through that line and 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 you know maybe there's open grass and you know he can see the uh, he can see the the end zone uh far off in the distance but we we a lot of times we don't allow or In our lives, we don't take time for those holes to form. And I, I I liken those holes on a football field as an analogy to opportunities and new things that we could do. And so we don't allow them to form because we're just constantly going and fighting one battle after a next, after a next. And I think it's important for us to be patient as far as that's concerned. And that's something that I have really learned. I was not patient as a youngster. I have several, several uh, scars to prove it that my patience was short and I made decisions that as I look back now, I'm like kicking myself, but I'm like, I'm okay because I will share and I have been very transparent and sharing some of the challenges that I faced growing, growing up in my twenties and thirties and learning to be a man and learning to make good, proper decisions, both in business and in life. It took a while for me to get it right, but I'm at a place now where I'm like, okay, I see it all fairly clearly. And I'm not quite sure what's right down the road, but I know that my attitude and the mental, my, my um, ability to focus is strong. So I'm willing to, to kind of step out in faith and try some things that maybe, you know, just 10 years ago, I would have never in my wildest dreams tried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the journey, right? That, that, That those experiments and those, that trust, right, that certainty that it's going to be okay if I just keep moving forward is something that develops throughout your time in your life. And those, and those failures, quote unquote, those, those, uh, those challenges that you had when you were younger are all part of that journey. It, it's, it helped you get to where you are today. I really, really, I am very certain that I am on a path. And I don't know mm-hmm. where this path is going right? Yeah. All I know is that I just keep going forward. And and the older I get, the more certain I know that there is a path, that, yeah. that I just keep moving forward. And I just try and I just make the next decision, which is exactly how Gable Media started. It's exactly how Entre Architect started. It's how I launched my firm with my wife when I was 29. I just did it, right? The yeah. opportunity was there. And I said, okay, let's go. And we did it, right? <laughs> and that firm led me to launched this blog, this blog launched into Entre Architect, Entre Architect launched into Gable Media, and there's things ahead of me, right? Big, big things ahead of me that I have plans for, but they're not going to happen the way I have them planned. They're right. going to happen the way they should happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and and I mean, listen, you're encouraging me by just sharing that, your your story, because I think that journey is one that everybody needs to hear and understand because, it's just, you know, a lot of times we think everything is very linear in our yeah. lives and it's not. I mean, there's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. There's going to be some challenges. I think I've always, I've always told this story. There's a, uh, a great movie called Parenthood and sure. Steve Martin plays, uh, the, the patriarch well, well he pays, he plays the father and Jason Robards actually plays the patriarch of the movie. But there is a scene in there where Steve Martin's life is just going to hell in a handbasket and everything around him, his kids are acting crazy. everything. Is going wrong work you name it and i remember his grandmother uh, was pulled him aside and told him he said she said basically you know that life is going to have its ups and downs and and as as she's telling him you see steve martin on this roller coaster and it's just going up and it's just going down and he said you just have to you just have to work with it and i i believe that sometimes we have this idea in our minds that you know we're we're going to hit this point where everything is just going to work out smoothly because we're older and because we're more mature. And, you know, we've been through all these things, but that, that, that's not, that couldn't be further from the truth. We have to, we, we still are continuing to learn and I'm continuing to learn right now, which is why I take the Kaizen approach or that continuous improvement approach that Mr. Toyota came up with and developed in the sixties in Japan, when it came to uh, how they processed uh, working in um, the, the auto factories. So uh, I, I think we all need to take a Kaizen approach to consistent improvement. And and especially design professionals, because, you know, with with the way technology is presenting itself now and the things that design professionals are able to do, just think about, you know, all of the the work by hand that you used to do as an architect. If you if you are listening to this and you are an architect and you've got more than 20, 25 plus years in this game, you know what it was like back in the day. And when you try to articulate that to these young kids coming out of school, they don't they don't rationalize. They're like, well, let's just get on the computer and pull this thing up. And be done with it, but you know, there's so much work that goes into it. If you're sitting around and you know you're doing a charrette or working on a design uh, scheme or a project or something along those lines, that whole process has, while it stayed the same, it has changed drastically. And um, you know, and I think that's that's kind of the beauty of of being a creator. And I consider architects and engineers to be creators. um, That that you get to you get to kind of rewrite things on a regular basis. So. Yeah.
0: You know, when I think back to my,
1: my 20s,
0: um, you had mentioned that you were, you were impatient and you wanted things to happen the way you wanted them to happen and sometimes they didn't happen and you made some big mistakes. And, and I, was, I was always frustrated that I couldn't get to where I wanted to go, right? That it wasn't right. happening as fast as I wanted it to happen. I had, right. I had specific goals and those goals weren't happening the way I wanted them to happen. I was moving forward and I was progressing, but it wasn't happening the way I expected them. And the way i had planned them um, there are people listening right now who are in that generation who are feeling those exact same things because that's part of being human right yeah so what what can you say to those people who are listening right now who are in the 20s 30s or 30s they 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 have these goals it's not working out especially now with covid right the pandemic has thrown everything off no one ex- expected this so everybody's plans are thrown off what would you say to those people who are frustrated and and a little discouraged? what can we say to them to sort of keep them on the right track and and give them some encouragement
1: yeah no I think I think that's a great question and I think we we have i guess the simple thing that I would say to them is is first of all it it's okay to take a breather and to take time i I, I would one of the first things I would do is to kind of take stock of where I am now and think about where I want to go right because i i spend time you know contemplating what 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 do i want things to be like in five years what do i want things to be like in 10 years and a lot of times when we're in the middle of something we don't stop to think about what the future is going to be right there we're going to get past this pandemic we're going to get past the mask wearing at some point in time we're going to get to a place where you feel more comfortable going into social environments and going out to restaurants again and you know, heading to the office and going to meetings and going to conferences and events. And that's all going to happen. But my advice would simply be is to deal with the here and now and to, if nothing else, I think this pandemic has allowed everybody a chance to work on themselves, to work on those skill sets that maybe you're lacking in and, and uh, you know, to take some time to find a mentor. Or if you don't already have one. Because if you're in, as you were describing, somebody in their 20s or 30s, you should have already had a mentor or two in your life that is, you know, sharing with you some of the challenges that they've went to. And that's actually one of the deficiencies that I've seen in a lot of design firms is that they don't intentionally create mentor-mentee relationships. They just kind of haphazardly put people together. And I think there needs to be a little bit more thought that goes into that process of, of, of a mentoring program. But I think, I mean, I think any business, any growing and viable business entity needs to have a mentoring program, but especially design firms because of exactly what you do. Right. I mean, and that's, and that's one of the other challenges. And I don't know if we talked about the last time, but we're, we're, we're seeing a, a knowledge drain in the design industry space you've got these yep. architects that are 70 years old that are checking out and that don't mean they're dying but they're leaving their companies and they're not practicing any longer and all of that skill and skill and all the things that they learned over the last 40 years of practicing architecture just goes away and it's sad right because it's not like we can lowjack these people and and take all their the the stuff in their brain and put it on a hard drive i don't know that that would necessarily mean anything because you still need to be able to understand the stories behind why this building was designed this way why they interacted with a client this way and i think that's why i always think there's an opportunity within design firms to really create programs that develop that next generation of talent. And so anybody that's in their 20s and 30s, if they're not getting that type of um, feedback, that type of encouragement from somebody that has kind of gone before them, they need to find those people that can do that for them. They, They need to also just relax because this thing is, I mean, this thing being the pandemic, I mean, it is going to go away, but it's going to also create new opportunities. And you need to be willing to find out what those new opportunities are and not sit around saying, "Oh, well I missed the boat or I missed this or start looking around at some of your peers that you graduated college with that are in other industries and are doing really great right now and then you start playing the you know, you start playing the blame game with yourself by saying, "Oh, I should have done this. I should have never gotten into architecture. Or I should have never gotten into engineering or, you know, whatever profession you're in." I think you need to take time and take stock of the situation. We don't do enough thinking to really decide what our next steps are. Yeah. you know That's why Napoleon Hill called his book Think and Grow Rich. It's not grow rich, right? <laughs> it's, it, there, there's something that happens before any of that other stuff happens, and that's the thinking part. And we just don't do enough of it. And I could go off on a tangent about how social media, how that has steal, stolen a lot of our quality time because that's the one thing that we can't get back. We can't make more of it. You can't you can't make enough money in your bonus to buy more time. You'll just you'll just never get it back. So you really have to be intentional about how you work through that process and so Those would be just a couple of key things that I would think about Uh, would be the mentoring uh, would be, you know, just being patient, a a lot more patient than you are currently Um, taking time to be still with your thoughts and really think through where you want to go and have a plan. Um, and 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 be be okay with that plan getting blown up yes. or, uh, or or being waylaid in some way because because yeah. that's what happened to some people right now. Some people had a plan. I'm sure there are people that were like, "Oh, I was going to retire in in 2019," and this doggone pandemic has changed everything for me. So, yeah, it's it's life. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, it's going to be that way sometime. Let's
0: take a quick break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. Arcat. Studio services, bookkeeping, fresh books, and twin motion. I'm hearing it more and more among the Entrez Architect community. Your workload is piling up, and with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. ArcHat.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content, and it's designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. And even better, rcat.com is free. It's free to use and requires no registration. So visit today at rcat.com and access the information you need now. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. Studio Services Bookkeeping, a division of Charette Venture Group, provides concierge remote bookkeeping services to small firm architects. Liberate yourself from bookkeeping tasks by outsourcing to trusted professionals who understand the nuances of your industry and your firm size. You can maintain control of your finances without doing all bookkeeping tasks yourself. Studio Services Bookkeeping goes beyond traditional bookkeeping to help you manage cash flow, analyze project profitability, handle invoicing, and streamline your financial systems. Learn how to start outsourcing your bookkeeping today at ss-bookkeeping.com slash Entree Architect. And mention Entree Architect and get five hours of free bookkeeping with a six-month contract. That's ss-bookkeeping.com slash Entree Architect. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And... If you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like you. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you can spend nailing a client pitch, serving your clients, or honing your craft as an architect. From building, sending, and following up on invoices to tracking and managing expenses to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. It's also super easy to get up and running. And the award-winning FreshBooks support team is always available to answer questions. Try FreshBooks today for free, 30 days, no credit card required, 30 days. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the how did you hear about us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks and get more time back to build the business you love. What if you could visualize your building in a couple of clicks, remove months from the design process, or create a bridge between stakeholders to solve problems before they even come up? Our friends at Twinmotion offer simple, real-time visualization for architects Their technology lets you view and edit your scene on the go in the same pixel perfect quality as the final rendering. Twinmotion seamlessly integrates with other tools like SketchUp and Revit, transforming your BIM or CAD models into high quality images, panoramas, VR videos or presentations. Sound complicated? Well, what if I told you that Twinmotion enables anyone to present the biggest ideas in the easiest way possible? regardless of previous CG experience. To download your exclusive free trial, head to Twinmotion.link slash Entree Architect. That's Twinmotion.link slash Entree Architect. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I would even suggest that the plan is a requirement, right? You have to have a plan. Yeah. And you have to expect that it's going to blow up, right? yeah. It's not going to work out that you have planned. <laughs> the, but the reason you still should do it is that it gives you a, 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 you know, a, gives you a true north. It gives you, yes. this is where I'm going, right? It gives you a direction to move forward, right? All the things that have happened in my life, the progress that I've made, have all been the result of plans that didn't work out. Right. I, yes. I created a plan, I started moving in that direction, and then other opportunities happened. And what the plan allowed me to do is to look at the plan and say, okay, is that opportunity better than the plan? Or is the plan better than that opportunity? And I can make an intentional choice and move forward with the one that's better for me and the people around me. Um, without that plan, you can't do that. But also at the same time, something you said, Randy, before, one of the, the first thing you said when I asked about the 20-something-year-old was that they should live in the moment. And that plan allows you, gives you that permission to live in the moment because you've documented what your plan is. Right, right. now, you don't have to live in that in that plan in your head anymore because you wrote it down, and you could just put it away. Okay, I have that documented. I know where I'm going. Now it gives me the 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 ability to stop and live in the moment and have, you know experience this. And that's something I really missed out in my 20s. I was a dreamer, and I'm still a huge dreamer, but I lived in those dreams like. Every minute of my life, I thought about the future and where I'm going to be and how awesome it's going to be. And I missed the now thinking <laughs> yeah. about the next. And I think that's really important to be aware of that.
1: Yeah, no, you, you, yeah, you said a mouthful. And and I think that, um, I mean, I think in my 20s, I was in the moment, I was aware of it. I mean, of course, I was always looking down the road at what's coming next. But I was aware of, um, I, I was aware of, of just, the great experiences. I lived out in the Bay area for a period of time after college. And, you know, I got to fulfill some things early on in life that I, I had always said I was going to do. So, you know, I, I had a chance to experience that. And I'm very thankful for those experiences because they have shaped and molded who I am now and what I've become. Um, they, they, uh, enlarged my tent of, of, uh, people, uh, it, it allowed me to fortify and build strong relationships that have lasted to this day. And that's really important. And I mean, again, we talked about relationships in the previous episode, but those are the things that were really uh, well really you can build off of and i still have people that i contact today that i i made friends back in 93 i mean that's a long time ago and some people don't remember where they were last week but 93 i can i can see the people that i was in contact with and i just make a point to 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 keep in communication and you know it's not not because I'm looking for an ask or anything like that, but it's just to, you know, you just never know. But I mean, these are people that will be what I would term lifelong friends or associates or people that I will always remain in contact with. And they have made me better because of the relationships that we have. So
0: let's talk about the people who are our age now. We talked about about the 20 something, the 30 somethings, right? We're giving you guys a heads up. That's what you should be focused on. That you, do your planning and live in the moment. Don't don't live your whole life thinking about the future, but plan for the future, and you'll get there. Um, what about what about the ones that are in that second half, right? The people who are who've made that turn, and life isn't what they expected it to be, and it's it's not working out, and and finances are tougher than we thought they were. And what do we talk? To, what, what do we say to those people?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I would say that, and and man, you bring up a bunch of different issues that, that we all we're all we all could be dealing with at this age, right? I mean, a lot of us in the back of our minds are thinking about what retirement's gonna look like. And to be honest with you, I don't know what retirement's gonna look like. I think I told you in the last episode, my grandfather worked until he was 83. Um, he hit his stride at 54. So he was well into his midlife when right. when, when when things really went his way and you know had if you pressed him and i remember asking him several times did you think that at 54 years of age you would make the impact that you made and and live the life that you lived and he said i i just i never saw it i always kept feeling like i was missing the mark But in reality, everything that he was doing up to that time of 54 was preparing him for that. And I kind of feel that way, too. And my advice would be to these people that are that are that are at our our age point is that, A, don't you, you don't need to be in this mindset of, you know, I've got to throw in the towel in the next few years anyway. So I don't have much time to do what I really hope to do. Because you don't know how you're going to be used. You don't know how the opportunities are going to present themselves. There may be things that you develop or discover from a design perspective that have really long lifespan uh, within the industry, and that people are calling upon you for guidance and help. I, I look at, I think about, um, there's an architect that I've worked with out of California, out of LA, uh, Brentwood area. And um, he, he. I remember meeting with him when he was 78. And he told me, he said, you know, Randy, I, I don't plan to retire. And uh, I, I was like, I get it. And you know, he had some real estate properties, So he was doing okay with that. But he just absolutely loved being an architect he loved the daily work. And he was like that prototypical, like when I walked into his office, he had the horn rim glasses on and the, and the prototypical black turtleneck. Right. So he was he looked every bit the part, but but he, and he's still practicing today. And I think I want to say he's that was about almost, I guess he's he's 80 now. And and he's he, he's he's still doing things. And and what I told the other people in that office is I said, listen, you need to be pulling off of this person as much as possible. And I told him the same thing. I said, hey, you need to be sharing your knowledge. And I mean, you're at the point now where you're, you know, you're you, you need you're Yoda. To everybody here in this office. And so a lot of people that are listening to this that are at that point, you you need to be looking for to other people to pour into and to share your experiences, because I think a lot of times when you do that and you take the focus off of yourself, then other opportunities start to present themselves to you. And, I, and it's it's very clear to me that that's what I've done. Even in this, like in the last two years, I've joined a couple of boards. I've gotten heavily involved in my community because before that, when I was at Zwei Group, I was on the road all the time and I didn't know anybody here. And in the short time that I've done that and taken the focus off of me, even though I'm at halftime, oh, so many other things have presented themselves. And I believe that that's how the universe works. Right. And I so my encouragement to to my 51 year old peer out there, uh, male or female, it doesn't matter, um, that you need to be thinking about it from that perspective to, to really not obsess about what the future is going to hold. Because there's some things I can't control. I don't know what 75 is going to look like for me. But right now it's fifty one and I have some plans right down the road from here at fifty five and then hopefully at sixty if I get there and I'm gonna keep working towards that and I may make some it I may make some changes even at fifty five that will allow me to do something differently at sixty so i I think it's we have to be willing to we have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah in that uh, in this in the, at this age at this age that we're in, right because unless you've got several million dollars in the bank. And, you know, you've got a really nice nest egg for your retirement. But even then I have friends, you know, Mark, that have had all the money in the bank, they've retired, and then they just dropped dead, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of it was because they lost their will to live. They weren't even necessarily deathly ill or anything like that. It was just, they just didn't have that why anymore. And we all need that why.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really big piece of it is that purpose, right? That yeah. That at this moment, at this part of my life, that purpose has become become very clear um, where earlier you know wasn't really sure and I think I think that's what I would say to our peers is, is try to find that purpose and you'll find it by serving others mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. for ways to help wherever it is right that's yeah. a supermarket look yeah. for ways to help on the internet in, in communities in groups look for ways to help and serve others by you doing that consistently that first first of all, will give you a purpose. it will yeah. it will develop into something that is special for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but those opportunities come from that too. Every time you serve, that service comes back to you ten x right? Yeah. Every time you put something out there and and to make the world better, it comes back. and it may not come back directly, and you may not even know that it came back because of that, but I truly believe that you give you get yeah and uh, and if you're struggling to find some purpose and i and I think the way that our wor- the world of work has changed you had mentioned earlier Randy that that prior generations they found a job they went to work <laughs> right they worked until they were 65 they retired and they were done right they yeah. go off and retire somewhere and they stop working and you know many of them struggled with that period after work right because yeah. they have no purpose yeah um, they could they had to find a new purpose Today, because of technology and the way we work and the way the way we interact with one another, if you choose not to do that, you can't. You can right. You can continue to work as architects as long as you can breathe. um, But you can also do many many other things. And that that work, the world of work as an architect, can evolve into many many different things. Um, I'm a perfect example. Entre architect, Gable Media, direct result of
1: being an architect and following the purpose that I really felt that that was put before me. Yeah, no. And, and, and that, and that's a great point. And that's the one, of, I mean, that certainly is, you know, and I've told a lot of young people that, that, the architecture career, if you truly are passionate and you enjoy what you do, it is, the, it is truly a career of a lifetime because you can practice, you can teach, um, you can mentor in the, in the design architect space, uh, basically until you have no breath left. I mean, you really have that opportunity if, if it's something that you're truly passionate about and maybe you're, you know, you, you you focus within a subset of architecture. Um, maybe you, you know, you design, uh, you do a lot of hospitality work or or you work in some other area within architecture, a uh, vertical within the industry. I mean, you know, your your skill set and abilities, they, they usually don't erode. Um, and what I have found is that a lot of good architects stay pretty sharp. So, I, again, like the, like this gentleman I was talking about who at 78, looks well, so he could go off and design another Taj Mahal if he wanted to. Uh, not that he designed the first one, but, I mean, the idea <laughs> is that he's got that ability. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's not something that you easily lose unless you work hard to do that.
0: Yeah. And if you are struggling, go back to the fundamentals. Go back yeah. to... Figure. Make sure you understand, and it main, it's not too late, right? You could be 50, 60, 70 years old and never have learned the fundamentals of business, never learned financial management, never learned marketing and branding, never learned sales the sales process. You need to learn those things in order to be successful as a business, to be yeah. a, the architect that you wanna be. And if you want to be able to have that freedom to sort of pursue the things that you wanna pursue, you have to have the foundation of a strong business. And so if you haven't yet done that, don't, don't, you know, you can still do it, go learn it. And it's not hard. Just learn the fundamentals. Right. Yeah. And then everything will get,
1: will get better. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, and it, it, you know, we could, I could go on and on about this, but it's just, it is so clear, uh, the importance of, you know, being open to trying new things, and, and being willing to be um, moldable and a sponge, even at our age, right? We, i mean we're i'm you're learning new things every day i'm learning new things every day i'm teaching myself a number of new things that i'm doing i've gotten you know through this pandemic i've learned how to do my whole online thing and uh how to present i have like i was telling somebody the other day i've trained over a thousand people since the pandemic hit wow. uh online and and i've had to kind of perfect the whole online training piece what does that look like? And you have to do things differently to keep people engaged. When you're in a room with 125 people and you don't know whether they're checking in or out, there is an art form to con- connecting with folks. Even if you're not face-to-face, it's so much easier for me to do it face-to-face. And I'm a natural when it comes to that. But I've now had to learn how to do it virtually. How do I keep how do I keep people coming back for more? And so that, that's something new that I'm learning. And now it's, it's allowing me to do some new stuff that I had never thought I would do. At this point in time, so, right, right, you know, exactly. I just thought I just thought I would always get on a plane and just go somewhere and do a training or or do some type of a series or a program or speak. Uh, but now it's caused me to to look at things differently and say, okay, well, I can do some of that too when this pandemic goes away. But I've got other ways to to yeah. present myself.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. There are opp- opportunities that were put put before us. I mean, the whole remote work thing.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. We all, yeah. we all
0: learned how to do remote work in a week after yeah. struggling with it for, you know, 5 10 years of, of pushing back, oh, we can't do that. It takes too much time to figure it out. Well, we all figured it out in in 7 days, we figured it
1: out. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, and you'll appreciate this because you came up in the industry, and I remember a day where it was it was like heresy to, to think that per, a person would not be sitting down physically in a, in a at a desk in an office. Yeah with a bunch of other people. Now I hear leaders, the same leaders that I heard 20 years ago saying, no, we'll never do that. Now they're espousing and saying, yeah, you know, actually, we've had some people had yeah. to leave because of old, taking care of older parents. And we've just said, hey, you know what? Just take your stuff and work there. You know, and it's like, and they don't even think, they don't even think twice about it. But yeah. you and I know back in the 90s, that would never happen. It would be yeah. like, oh, well, you've got to, good luck f- f- finding work there. And now nobody wants to lose anybody. But also I think we've learned that, hey, great design work can be done with a team that might be working remote. I, I mean, I just talked to Kit Miyamoto from Miyamoto International, and he's got people in 25 offices all over the world, and they collaborate and work together every day. So yeah. it can be done, and the technology has afforded us that, and unfortunately, the pandemic put us into a place where we really had to test it. And I think what I think what everybody would will agree with is that while it is preferred to be face-to-face, we can still get it done virtually and and actually at a high level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we did it we've been doing it for a year. It's 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 a very very exciting time to be alive right now.
1: It is. With it all is. the
0: technology and all the things that are happening, yeah, we've we've struggled through this 2020 was a train wreck, right? Yeah. It, so many things happened, but so many good things have resulted from it. Um, and so and we'll look back in five, 10 years and we'll say, oh, that amazing thing that's happening was a direct result of that year that we spent struggling with trying to figure out how life works.
1: Yeah. And, and if, if, if you might, if you might just indulge me for a second, one thing, other thing that I think would be really important to mention to those people that have hit that halftime point is that if you've never been presented with an opportunity to mentor a young person, um, you know, my thing is, if you're an architect, an engineer, any type of design professional, and you've been in this industry for 25 plus years, you have forgotten more than most of these young people will know. And it's you're at a place now where you can really give back to them in a profound way that will continue to sustain uh, the built environment that will continue to sustain great design. And I, I I think it's important for you, even if you are an introvert, to get out of your comfort zone and to interact with some young people, pull them aside and say, hey, I'd love to spend some time with you sharing. Because what I have found about mentoring that's really important is that even as I get older and I do it, um, I get as much from them as I give them. Right. And, and so it's not so much, it's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, a good mentoring relationship with a mentor mentee model. um, You're going to, you're going to receive almost as much as you give. And so I really want people to think about it. It's not wasted. It's not, well, I've just got so much work to do. I don't have time to spend time. You need to make time uh, because, and, and it will probably open up other opportunities for you. Right. It will change your thinking and thought process because you'll be thinking differently about how you share and exchange information and ideas. Uh, and it will, it will keep you sharp.
0: Yeah. And you will find that it will become your fuel. You, it will give you energy. It will give you excitement. It will give you uh, something to look forward to. It'll give you a purpose. Yeah. And so, I, and Randy, I, I typically ask what's one thing that a small firm architect can do to build a better business for tomorrow? Mm-hmm um is that the one thing or or should we share Well, something I
1: think I think I think that would be the one thing I think a a small firm architect uh obviously needs to choose people wisely that are part of the organization that are working with them people that will uh that will could have long-term value and understand the culture that you're trying to impart uh and, and you know I mean there's there, there are a number of other things I also I also think that um one th- uh, one other thing that that Mark zweig always talks about is that, um, never pull back on the throttle of, you know, investing in marketing and advertising don't get comfortable or don't, you know, cause there, there are some firms, cause this is what I'm hearing when I talk to people and interview them. There are a lot of firms right now that are actually flush with work. I mean, we're talking 24, 36 yeah, a months, them, yep. a, a large book of business, right? Then there are others that are kind of like in that midway point. And then there's, there are some that are struggling right now. I get that, but What I have told everybody is don't take your foot off the gas when it comes to advertising and business development. Always be closing, always be out there looking for new opportunities, even if you don't think you have the bandwidth for it, because I'd rather get 50 percent of something than 100 percent of nothing. So even if I have to end up sharing the work or if I have to end up partnering up with another firm, you know, and I know that that was heresy back in the day, but now you see so many JVs, yep. you see so many programs, projects where teams will come together and it's like, oh, he's got five really great people. I've got six together. We are a team of 11 that can really get this project done. They'll get half of it. We'll get half of it and call it the day. And, and you know who's the benefit? The client as well as everybody that are on both of those teams. So I would encourage people to continue to put the foot on the gas when it comes to marketing and BD, uh, because the mistake that a lot of people make is that we say we we look at the external environment around us and say, oh, there's so many people struggling right now. I need to slow down because I don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what's going to happen next, but I can pretty much guarantee you what will happen if you don't continue your marketing and business development efforts. So take that. And 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 I, I know it's a bitter pill sometimes to swallow because that means you're going to have to maybe spend some money that you didn't necessarily earmark for that. But uh, even if it means maybe taking a little less for you as an owner, um, salary wise, continue to do that. Because if you started a business that you're trying to grow, you need to do everything in your power to help it grow.
0: His name is Randy Wilburn. And this is what he does. Encourage, Build, Grow is his company. The website is encouragebuildgrow.com. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram, very active on Twitter and Instagram, at Randy Wilburn. Uh, go connect with him on LinkedIn. Randy, I always enjoy our conversations, whether we're oh, on man. a podcast or just hanging out having a conversation. So thank you for sharing yeah, your knowledge you. today. This, is, this has been a lot of fun for me. And this is different than my typical episodes because I really... Uh, you and I shared a lot about our own personal journeys. And so thank you. Thank you for that and for sharing your knowledge here today at Entree
1: Architect Podcast. Mark, I appreciate the opportunity, man. I wish you guys nothing but success in 2021. I know you're going to do some great things and I'll be standing on the sidelines cheering you on. Thank you. Thank you. thank you. If you liked
0: this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review and share a link to this episode with a friend. Links to all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. And thank you to Arcat Studio Services Bookkeeping, FreshBooks, and Twin Motion for their support of this podcast. Entre Architect is proud to be a partner with the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. We're curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-Media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources, live monthly training for architects, business training that is, a supportive architect community. Yep, it's there. And Simple Systems, our new business system program developed for small firm entrepreneur architects just like you, it's in there for you at Entre Architect Academy. It's waiting for you right there at the membership. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends. Visit entrearchitect.com join to enroll today. Be well, my friends. Be healthy, happy, safe, and secure. Thank you for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know.